Good evening, everyone. Thank you, Mike, for that um, awesome introduction. I always joke about how long my name is. I always come up here and say, my name is Ziving Onapagadi, after someone has introduced me with the short part of my name. But um, it's such an honor for me to stand here in front of you tonight as my church family and share a word that I believe God has placed in my heart for us tonight. Um, again, my name, Ziming Onapagadi. For those of you who are closer would know what that means. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's taken from a hymn um, from the Methodist Church, which um, says, Above all gods, there is none like you, for your mercies stand forever. And so the part of my name means stand forever, standing forever. Um, but I wasn't always this excited about my name. I didn't always get the meaning of it. I remember when I was younger, I was teased a lot about how long my name is. And people used to sing when they see me. And it was just... <laughs> Um, and I struggled even spelling my name when I was um, in grade R, grade one. You know, other kids are spelling like their short names, like Piwe, and here my Zimi, Ngona, Pakate. You know, it was just... <laughs> but um, it wasn't until I was a young adult, um, when I was a student at NMU, and I had um, invited, been invited to a church, and I started my journey with Jesus when I got the understanding and the meaning of what it means when God says, my mercy and my grace stands forever. And I remember having a moment and calling my mom and saying, why did you give me this name? You know, because I was so overwhelmed with God's goodness because I believe that God is so intentional. Like he knows what he's doing from the beginning when he gives us life into this world. And so I got that revelation. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so um, that's me sharing a bit about my journey. And I share this tonight because it's a big part of what I want to share about this evening, um, being part of God's journey or allowing God in our life to be part of our journey. So the title of this message is Journey with Jesus, for those of you who like to take notes or you know, remember those things. And um, just to start off, I, how many of you here like to travel? You know, any travelers in the house? <laughs> I know that sometimes I like to travel to like holiday destinations or like something simple as like a road trip. I think I'm still there at this time of my life. <laughs> One town to another traveling. Um, but I grew up in the chance sky in Engobo, for those who know. And for the most part there, everything was a walking distance and we had to walk to um, everywhere we had to go, basically. Um, that's why I don't like hiking to this day, because I hiked <laughs> every day with no choice, you know, hiked to school, hiked to church, hiked here. It was about four kilometers, you know, distance to go to church, to go to school. Um, and I remember this one time, Saturday morning, and we're going to church and we could take a taxi every now and then. But we were running a bit late, so I'm walking with my mom and my cousins. And halfway through the journey, my mother realizes, oh, I have some money in my pocket. And now, what must we do? <laughs> we continued to rush to church, went to church, enjoyed the service. But our, on our way back, we obviously took a taxi and got some snacks. So it was heavy days. <laughs> but... Um, 
the journey going there and going, coming back was different, even though it was the same road that we traveled. And um, this is what I want to talk about tonight. This is what I want to focus about, about how when we allow Jesus into our lives, the journey is different. He helps us to see things differently through his perspective, even though we're in the same type of life with everyone else. But when Jesus is at the center of our lives, things get better. Amen. So also we know that Jesus himself had his own journey in life. Well, he was in the world. We know that he was born through the Virgin Mary. We know that when he was 12, he was seen in the, at the temple teaching um, uh, scripture to people. And until he was 30, we hear nothing about him. And he reveals himself when he was 30 years old as the son of God. He started preaching the good news. He started preaching the gospel. And he was performing miracles. And he foretold his future. He told his disciples that I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified for the sins of the world. And on the third day, though, I will be risen so that everyone who believes in me will be saved. And at this point um, of the story that I want to focus on, it was when he had died. He had been buried and it's the third day. And it is after when the woman who had gone to the grave, had realized that he's not there, right? And we hear about these two men who I believe were close followers of Jesus, um, who were disappointed about this whole thing. And they make their way to a place called Emmaus. They were told to wait in Jerusalem by Jesus to receive the promised Holy Spirit so that they can continue doing what he was doing while he was on earth. But because of what the circumstance looked like at the moment, at the time, they decided to walk away. And walking together, they're speaking, they're talking. But I love how Jesus, it's, the Bible says Jesus comes in, into their journey and he walks with them. But the Bible says they were um, unable to see him. They couldn't see who he was. They were prevented to, from seeing who he was at the, at, the, at the time. And Jesus starts conversating with them. And he asks them, what are you talking about? What, what, what's, why are you so sad? And they start telling Jesus about Jesus. They tell him his story. And the Bible says Jesus began to explain things to them, revealing scripture from Moses to the prophets. Um, he started explaining how all of this was supposed to happen, right? And still, they're still just listening to this person. And the Bible says they get to where they were going, to Emmaus, and it seemed like Jesus was going further. And they invite him to come and spend the night with them where they were. And I'm going to read from Luke chapter 24, verse 30 to 32, where it says, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened scriptures to us? Amen. How amazing is that um, part of the story? Um, the two things I want to highlight about 
the awesomeness of God on how he encountered these two men is that he is very intentional. God is intentional about our journey. Even when it seems like we're walking away from his promise over our lives, even when we are overwhelmed with disappointment or when things are not going the way we had hoped they would go, there is Jesus bringing himself into these, these men's, um, these people's situation right in the midst of it. He places himself at the center of their disappointment. He was not afraid of their questions and their concerns and their sadness. All they needed to do was to open up and tell him where they were, even if he knows. God knows what we're going through. God knows exactly where, we've, where, we, where, we, where we were from the beginning of this week. He knows how much you had to go through and what you dealt with towards the end of the year. There's a lot happening with work and with studies. God knows that. But he asked them, what is, what is happening? What are you talking about? He wanted to hear from them. And he wasn't intimidated about how disappointed they were. And sometimes that's where breakthrough comes in our lives. It is when we are honest and open with where we are and how we feel about what's happening around us, right? And the second thing is how amazing that this revelation happened at, a, at the most unexpected place in Emmaus. Jesus said, stay in Jerusalem. That is where things are going to change. But because these men were away from where they were supposed to be, they still received the revelation that he is alive. He is risen. Amen. <laughs> God is faithful. Amen. Um, so looking at the story of these people, of these men, we know that there are so many benefits of allowing Jesus to be the part of, part of our journey. And I want to focus on a few tonight, just three benefits of journeying with Jesus or allowing Jesus to be the center of our lives. And the first one is, especially according to the story that we just read, is awareness. The, to gain knowledge and understanding through Scripture of who God is, who we are, but most importantly, where we are going. These men seemed like they were going to nowhere. They're just like, they probably were running away from their lives, really, because at the time it was dangerous to be anywhere around where Jesus was mentioned. They're like, okay, let's go here. But when we are aware of who he is and who we are and where we are going, we find our purpose and we find, our, we become um, content and we are at the center of uh, God's very will and purpose for our lives, right? Because that's what God desires for us. And according to Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light on my path. This verse tells us that God wants us to know exactly where we're going. He wants us to see, he wants us to have clarity in every step of the way, right? Secondly, the second thing is alignment. The second benefit is 
to be aligned. There are two things that I want to focus on when it comes to alignment. The first one is to be aligned with God, with the Holy Spirit. And the second one is being aligned with one another. The first alignment, which is, I believe, an agreement with um, who God wants us to be and where he wants us to, to go is, again, looking at the life of Jesus. We know that he called 12 disciples to walk closely with him so that he can teach them everything they needed to know about God's kingdom. And we would say that they were aligned with him. He told them where to go, when to go, what to do and how to do. And he showed them um, all these things. But when he was taken away from them, it would seem that what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to share these good news with the people and when Jesus is not here? But Jesus made a promise to them in John 14, verse 26, and where it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, this is God's promise to his disciples to say, I'm leaving you now but I will send the Holy Spirit to come and be with you. And that promise still stands for all of us today that the Spirit of God, I know we hear this about this all the time, but sometimes in our na human nature, we tend to be self-reliant. We tend to try our best. And then when we, at the end of our rope, we're like, okay, God, can you, can you help? But God wants to be the first that we go to. God wants, to, wants us to, find, to receive guidance and advice from Him first before we even try it on our own. Amen? And then in Galatians 5.25, it also says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen? And the second part of um, alignment is what I call accountability with one another. I believe that that's very important in our journey and our relationship with God. And a little bit of a story about how I learned about this was a couple of months ago, I went to visit my mom in Queenstown. And we were driving around town this one time and she was like, something's wrong with your car, it's driving funny. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It has petrol. And and she's like, I feel like it sways a bit and you must like, you, you, almost like you have to hold the steering wheel too, much, too hard to not, um, to not drive, you know, sideways. I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, when last did you take four wheel alignment? I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and she's like, every now and then you must go and like, get your wheels aligned. I was like, okay, I'm going to look into it when I'm in PE. To be honest, I was like, I don't see a problem. <laughs> I'll just tapped in my wrists and we go. And she's like, but it's for the goodness of your your wheels as well. They have to, you know, you have to drive straight and your wheels need to be straight. I was like, okay. But um, knowing mothers, the next morning my car was not in the garage. She has, she has taken it to this place and she sent me a picture of my car without wheels. I'm like, oh, this is scary. But um, I enjoyed the benefits of it when I was driving back to PE. I was like, oh my word, this is amazing. You know, it's beautiful. And I think that's, that's God's intention for us when he says, I'm putting you around community. I want you to trust spiritual people that can see 
goodness in you, that can call out things in you, that can hold you accountable when they see that you, you know, you, you, you're swaying in things. They're like, no, this is not, this is not you. Like, we know you. We have your best interest at heart. So um, that's the part of accountability, uh, of alignment that's not popular, but I believe it's necessary. And then the third benefit of journeying with the Lord is a little bit different from the two because I believe that the two are what God provides for us as we walk with Him, as we journey with Him. But the third one is what we choose to do as we journey with God, and that is appreciation, gratitude. It's something that comes from us, something that we choose to do, that God doesn't force on us to do. In fact, I stand to be corrected, but I don't think I've ever read anywhere in Scripture where God says, say thank you to me. Give me thanks. I know that there are a lot of scriptures that encourage us to be thankful. Um, however, it's, it's been people that have walked with God, people like King David and all of some of the prophets who say, give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. It, is, it has been people that have seen God's faithfulness in their lives that encourage us to be thankful. And so gratitude Appreciation is something that empowers us. If things in life pulling, are pulling us down, gratitude pulls us up. If life is pulling us back, gratitude shoots us forward. Amen? And in Psalm 107, verse 1 to 3, in the Passion Translation, it says, Let Everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind. And he's faithful. And his faithful love never ends. So go ahead. Let everyone know. Let everyone know it. Tell the world how he broke through and delivered you from the power of darkness and has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. How beautiful is this verse that reminds us to focus on what God has done and how beautiful his work is. And again, it highlights that gratitude is the one thing that we can all relate to because all of us here have something to be grateful for. Amen. And as I come to a close of this message, I would like to go back again to the story of these two men that were going to Emmaus. These two men that had an encounter with Jesus. These two men that had a revelation of the Son of God risen from the dead. These two men that saw the promise of God firsthand in their place of their hiding, their disappointment, their hopelessness. I want to focus on what they did after they received this promise, after they've seen um, Jesus. It says in Luke 24, verse 33, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way 
and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Amen. How amazing that these two men traveled the same road, the same journey, but had two different experiences because of the presence of God in their lives. Amen. Because of the intervention of Jesus's presence in their situation. And I love that they went back at once. They didn't delay. They didn't um, keep it to themselves. They went back to the people that they walked with Jesus with, the people that they knew would need this encouragement. Amen. That is the power of our testimonies when we speak about what God has done because they come back and they realize that they, 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 they learn that he also appeared to Peter. And we know that he also appeared to Mary at the tomb. And so their testimony become a, became a confirmation of what God has already done to someone else and someone else and someone else and someone else. And that's what happens when we share the testimonies of how God has come through for us. That's why it's important for us to not keep it into ourselves. No matter how simple or how small we might think it is, that you didn't know how you're going to make it through the month. <laughs> and somehow things happened and provision came. Somehow you were going through so much hurt and pain and you didn't see how things were going to turn around. And here you are today. You are happy. You are joyful and you're grateful that you don't know how you made it through the, 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 the health condition that you had and that you have. Maybe it is why it's important for us to not keep it to ourselves, but to encourage one another. Because by the word of our testimony, we overcome the enemy. Amen. So journeying with the Lord, journeying with Jesus, does it mean everything is going to be perfect? No. But the beauty of it is that we can say that instead of going through these things by ourselves, how beautiful is it that we went through it with God? I don't know about you, but I can imagine. That's why sometimes my name gets me because I'm like, Lord, you knew all this while what you had planned for me. And when I look at my life today, I mean, here am I standing on a stage talking about Jesus. When he had placed a name over my life that he knew that solidifies that his grace stands forever. So that is the faithfulness of God. That is the beauty of what he does when he is at the center. And I believe that it's beautiful for us to keep reminding ourselves of these things because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the other beautiful thing about journeying with the Lord and enjoying our day-to-day -day living and our every age and stage of life is that we're not striving to achieve an, a, a destination, but he has already prepared a place for us. So we journey with expectation because he had promised that there is a place that I have prepared for you. There are mansions with your names on it. There are streets of gold. Hallelujah. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> it's, like we, it's like nothing we've ever seen. And that is the promise that Jesus made to us. He says, keep coming, keep walking, keep being aware of who I am, keep allowing me into your situation. There's something better. There's something greater. If you learn to trust me now, you will see so much better with me. Life with me is so fulfilling. It is so better with me. Amen. And so that is the end of my message tonight. <laughs>